Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scraps. That's a spoiler, and you're going to hear more. Hello, and welcome back to Bardic Community College. We're here with our third episode, talking about Us, the new film from Jordan Peele. This is our first, uh, I guess, film review, whatever you want to call it. And we're just going to be discussing uh, Us all today. So, uh, I'm Derek. And this is Jordan. And, well, um, let's just start real quick with, uh, I guess, talking about Jordan Peele. So, I was first introduced to his work on Key and Peele. I used to watch I think the everybody, out of that. for the most part, <laughs> yeah. is uh, the Key and... That, that's, he took a, a hard left turn post-Key and Peele, uh, most definitely, with his foray oh, yeah. into horror and thriller and psychological well, terms. It, it's, it's interesting to me because it's like... Having watched so much Key and Peele, you could see that he's this man has watched a lot of movies, has a lot of like, has a lot of great ideas, and um, well, there's a lot of depth of talent. Like he he can yeah. bridge a story should need be. Um, Get Out, I believe, was his first independent one. Us is his second movie, and then we have, I believe, he's doing the Twilight Zone. That's out on April first yes. on Fox. CBS. CBS has it. Okay, cool. I didn't. I couldn't remember who actually picked it up. Um, so we're excited for that. I, I'm a huge I Twilight am, Zone so, nerd. So we both, and we'll probably that could be an episode in the future. Is just Twilight Zone because of all the old shows. That's probably besides Monty Python, Flying Circus. That's probably my favorite like TV show from like before I was born or like before, like I was watching TV. Yeah. There's a, um, I've got a little bit more of an annal behind it, but yeah, like I'll, I'll rewatch the entirety of the twilight zone pretty often. The, yeah. It's, it's a great, it's, it's a show that I used to have on a lot for background noise, like, and, and it's the kind of thing that I'll turn on and there's just some such great episodes, but anyway, um, so I, hopefully that'll be good when that comes back to CBS. But well, I mean, until I, I guess, as we move into this, us is kind of telling and hopefully not in a bad way of sort of how he's moving forward with his direction. Um, and what did you think of get out? So I thought get out had a good premise. It was executed. Well, um, it was very obvious. He wanted a socio-political commentary and kind of a supernatural thriller shell, but as the movie went on, you found out that it was more Stepford Wives than, you know, suddenly vampires. So I think it was handled very, very well <laughs> for the twist. Well, I mean, like, think back to, like, <laughs> I mean, anything. Interview with a vampire, like all the old stuff, where you're like, all right, well, the mysticism and supernatural is very prevalent here. Like, Get Out did a very good job of keeping you really curious as to where it was going. Yeah, uh, Get Out, I really enjoyed it was a really great theater experience and it's the kind of movie that i can go back to and you know there's always new stuff to kind of find there's it's really well shot the the acting's all great and it's 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 just a wonderful movie it's it's really a a really strong modern horror film and unlike anything around it like well so i i think that's I think the misnomer here is calling it a horror film. I don't really think, like, I think the inclination is to label it horror because that's the umbrella term. I would definitely call it more of, like, a psychological thriller in a horror shell. So, well, to me, like, the Because horror... there's a lot of tension, but there's not, like, you're not terrified, really, at any point. 
Like, things get bad. If we go to, like, classical movie genres, you know, you kind of have action, romance, comedy, horror, and maybe sci-fi with kind of like an asterisk there. Because, like, each of these were trying to do different things. And I, you know, in the same way that if you look at a play, the, the classic plays are comedies, tragedies, you know, they don't, you know, they, they have different things they're trying to do. So I use horror, you know, I think kind of as the umbrella term here. And I, I feel like, so here's a question for you. Do you consider Silence of the Lambs a thriller or a horror movie? Um, so by, if we're calling it umbrella, it's a horror. But I, I think very specifically it is a psychological thriller. Because you're never really scared of the dark about Silence of the Lambs. Oh, You're scared I, don't about that, sort of... I don't know. That last... You know, speaking of In the Dark, like, the last... that It's fucking terrifying. Yeah, but it's not something that you didn't already see coming. It had established you knew that Lecter was out of his mind. You understood that there was a well, game being I, I was more. I was more talking about, like, scenes of Buffalo Bob stalking Clarice. Like, yeah. that is straight-up horror. There, you I cannot mean, horror me incl- otherwise. Well, yeah, but there are different inclinations. Like, the original Red Dragon, when it came out, you had, like, the ten-minute-long Anagata de Vita scene, which was... <laughs> insane in its now own I, right uh, now i have to see that apparently cause... oh you've never seen the original oh it's it's no. it's a, a complete Are you talking about manhunter or red dragon uh i believe it was manhunter originally but it was essentially red dragon i believe was like the retelling of that i don't remember a hundred percent let me look um but anyway to me well i i say horror because it uses yeah so Man- manhunter was the original one uh yeah. that was what the novel was originally adapted to Anagata de Vita, wow. Anyway. Yeah, Manhunter has like a, a nine minute yeah. long Anagata de Vita thing. Well, now but, I have to see it. Yeah, it's, so <laughs> the reason I bring that up is nothing in Manhunter. So at the time, Manhunter could have been construed as very unnerving and very sort of like horror esque, but it's not like Alien. It's not like The Exorcist. It's not like. Uh, so you thing. think it has to kind of preclude a supernatural element? I don't necessarily think so. I think there has to just be like terror is terror. Like I never wa- I, I, like I didn't yeah. watch Get Out and go, man, this is this is really scary. I was just kind of tense the entire there, time. There were a lot of real, there are I think some very effective scary scenes. In there it, are and... some really fucked up things in Get Out, yes. and that's the thing that gets you. You go, your social reaction is, wow, that's really fucked up. But like yeah. you're you're in your heart of hearts, you're never like that scared the shit out of me, unless it was just something that got you by surprise. I, well, I think I think the implications of it are terrifying. <clears throat> sure, like, but that's not like, like that's I wouldn't call that a horror implication. That's just like oh wow, that entire overbroaching subject is wild as fuck. All right, well, getting back on the main topic here. Yeah. So. Under the horror get umbrella, they're yeah. definitely out. closer to psychological yeah. thrillers, but and, I yeah. get why we use these terms. I I did really like Get Out, so I was super excited for us. I was like one hundred, like I was super on board to see this. I planned it all out. Um, oh, and even like yeah. so, us had me sold at trailer. Mm-hmm. Like when they give you the five on it. Like, as soon as it starts, and then they slowly start slowing the song down, it becomes more orchestral, 
and it kind of turns into like the Friday, the thirteenth, the the Nightmare on Elm Street kind of horror esque theme. Like I was just like, no, it. I was just like, let's do this, let's <laughs> go. I'm all about this. Like this is my shit. Like I am a horror movie mark. Like these are my things. So like. A well-made horror movie is the kind of thing that I wouldn't trade for almost anything in the world, short of, like, a... Because all my favorite movies are usually the kind of movies that can hit a little bit of everything and, you know, are just, you know, fantastically put together. Um, I'm going to have to mute that chat. But anyway, the issue... Um, or not the issue. The, the thing about us that I was, you know, again, like... I was already had a ticket sold before even going in. Cause I oh yeah. Like I was going to go much. see it period. Like there was nothing. And, um, and I guess and what the we should... setup, yeah. the setup, like, you know, just the base <sighs> setup that you read about or hear about was so fascinating to me. Cause it's such a, I think it's a very primal fear and it's the kind of thing you see pop up in psychology a lot, you know, yeah. the fear of the, you know, twin fear, the, well, duality. I don't even, it's it's the fear of yourself like is really what it boils down to like mm -hmm. what would you be capable of in a primal kind of animalistic guide yeah. you know the fear of things that are similar to you but not and, quite and similar there. but still unknown like it hits that really weird back of your mind kind There's, of concern. yeah that's like it's such a um it's such an often, you know, dived into thing. It's why twins are scary, like, or can be unnerving, or, like, why, like, you know, looking in the mirror can be, you know, you can, you know, seeing a different, you know, seeing yourself, but, you know, having to confront that. It's such a common image. And, yeah, um, we're going to be going into, we're going to basically be talking about this movie just the setup and kind of like the technicals around it at first. And then we're probably going to have a big spoiler wall. Do not go past this point. Cause there is a lot to talk about this movie, you know, spoil that's in the spoiler section. Um, uh, yeah, I think we could give it like a bit of an overbroach at first. So like technically the movie does everything it sets out to be. It is, it's a fun ride. It has an interesting premise. It, it has, it has a not, great premise. You're not going to feel bad about spending $10 on a movie ticket. Oh, like, no, it's a fun a, ride. Like, unless <clears throat> horror is just not your thing, and, you know, I get it. It's a, it, it, was, it is a wild movie. It is a wild ride from start to finish, and I think that it's... I think that anybody who goes in expecting, like, you know, just wanting a good horror movie, wanting a good thriller, is going to step out of it satisfied. Um... And, you know, technically, there's, it's well shot. It's wonderfully acted. All of the, and we'll, I'll talk about a little about this later, and all the actors are basically doing double duty uh, in this. And all the acting is fantastic. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, I think I might be butchering that, but she is just a absolute treasure. Oh, no, she's fantastic from the word go. And my boy M'Baku is the best. <laughs> yeah, Winston, Winston Duke. Yeah, Winston Duke is the best internet dad meme you could ever really hope <laughs> for. Like, the entire time. He is, he is a walking dad meme. He is, like, like, like you, you get on Facebook or you get on social media and you see those real cringy dad memes. 
This is him, and it is at the internet's finest. Like, he has some of the best lines <laughs> in the movie unintentionally. Or yeah, maybe well, intentionally. It has, to, it has, like, you know, just the writing. And he is so, he is very captivating. Um, and, and again, um, so, like, and the score you were talking about earlier with how the trailer um, had its, you know, fantastic, fantastic kind of turn there. The score in this movie is amazing. Yeah, the the background music is very somber and very chilling. And when it's, they choose to use licensed music, it is always very, very acute. Like, there is a reason this song is playing, and it's always good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, to get into kind of a, you know, basic summary for the sake of at least telling you if you're interested in the show... Um, so the, um, basically our main character, um, played by Lupita Nyong'o is a, a mother with her, living with her family and they're, they go to, uh, they go to Santa Cruz for vacation. They go Which to is nice where, vacations. uh, Lupita's grew up as a child. Like that's her parents' place. Mm-hmm. And where it gets, um... And where it gets uh, interesting is, as a child, she had an encounter with what she thinks is like a doppelganger in a hall of, in a hall of mirrors, and she was traumatized by the event. Um, so, because she's going back to this location, she's kind of reliving the trauma and trying to, trying to come to terms with it. You know, she doesn't want to leave the house, but her husband, you know, really wants to go to the beach and hang out with his friends. So, and the rest of the family, um, you know, kind of all works off of each other. You have the goofy dad who is straight up like, like, <laughs> again, you call it a dad meme. He's like, if like Homer Simpson was more intelligent and had more money, but was still like, you know, like, it's just such a, he's, you know, he's such a bumbling figure. Like he, he is the, the paragon of dadness. Like it is, yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't, it seems like there's a lot of hyperbole here when I'm saying this, but like it is, he is just watch it that he is fantastic. And everybody, even the kids in the show um, the, are amazing. The kids are, these are some of the best child acting I've ever seen. Yeah. Like everybody um, in this movie was chosen very meticulously. Um, and you can see why, and just the quality of acting, like, they evoke pretty much everything you would expect. Like, the terror is there when they're confronted. Like, in the downtimes, they're capable of digesting, but still kind of having that edge to it. Mm -hmm. um, there are a couple of, like, dark humor moments where it works out, but you can tell that... Well, I mean, we, that's just the movie. Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, as she's back in... When she's back in uh, Santa Cruz, she... You know, they have a day at the beach, and from there, you know, they go back to their, their home for the night, and from there, it just snowballs into this whole, this whole thing. It starts off kind of slashery, but it just, you know, it just takes off from there, and that's really all I can go into without spoilers. Um, and once again, um, it's, it's... You know, it's definitely a thriller horror movie. There is a lot of, you know, there it's it's shot just like one. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of gore and violence. But it's not, I would say, especially. It doesn't 
revel too much in the violence. No, and and they they have palate cleansers. Like they have a bit of dark humor to kind of bring it back. There's a well. There's a lot of dark humor. There's a lot of like. And again, some stuff I don't know if I was. It's like I. It was always kind of at that thing where I was laughing a lot at little things that I probably like, that you know amused me. But I don't know if they were necessarily for jokes. But we'll, we'll get into that later. Um, but there was a lot of great lines, a lot of great like. You call it palate cleanser, and that's that's pretty accurate. There's just a lot of great writing, um, <laughs> some really good kind of setups and payoffs for uh, little for little details. Um, weird stuff sometimes happens, and the movie comments on it, or like, <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't I, take yeah. itself so seriously that you couldn't find it yeah. reactionary it, in a real world. And there's a lot of good details, like again like funny details like again like after the like when they first pulled to the beach house like the dad just kind of like cracks a stupid joke and dabs like in the corner of the screen and his one of his kids winces at it like oh yeah like it is it is very in itself (laughs) yeah um but yeah so um from there the the movie goes off on a on a real wild ride that I, I don't want to get into without dropping a big, you know, spoil. Like, this is a good stopping point. For yeah, so this will be the, the spoiler yeah. wall. Like, if all you wanted out of it was, like, an 18-minute review, like, the direction is very good. The cinematography it, is very, very reliable. Yeah. It's um, well-directed. It's beautiful to look at. It's The setting uh, is kind of, it doesn't matter. Like, it could have uh, been at any beach, but this one particularly sort of has its I, own I, character. Yeah, like, the, the details don't matter. You know, it didn't have to be California or anything. It's just more the the the, speci- the non-specifics, like... Minor locations, know, kind of overview we, shots, yeah, we that have kind a of house, We have one house, we have another house, we have a, you know, a mystic place, like the carnival, like this, like, you know, where there's a little bit of danger element, but it's it's kind of un- unclear what's going on here, but it's also a place of fun, you know, that could be a lot of things. Um, you know, the setting is not very specific, it does not matter that this is in California. Or no, anywhere. but Santa Cruz Beach has its own sort of character, they don't really ham it up, like, they don't try to make the setting its own uh person like it has its own character but it's very much a backdrop to what's going on absolutely um sound is great everything in the movie is crystal clear the audio selections are amazing music is pretty on point yeah like um 100 if you're a horror fan i recommend you see this movie like i think the only legitimate gripe we could give you without spoiling is Obviously, there is a twist, and if you pay a little bit of attention, they kind of beat you over the head with it, and that's my only serious gripe with the movie, uh, is that there's I a lot of I, telling instead of showing, which is a modern media problem anyway. I, I would say that I have, I do have a gripe with the movie. We'll talk about it in the spoiler section, because it really has nothing to do with the technicals, and really all to do with just theming and yeah i think that that's as much of a gripe as we can give you without being like yeah yeah, this is the biggest gripe we can give you without being like you seen the movie yet so uh, i think this will be spoiler wall we'll insert it and then we'll uh pop back in after from now on (laughs) yeah the the hard spoiler tag is going forward it's uh 19 minutes and they're 19 minutes and 36 seconds in so this is your warning um so now that everybody's had their ample time, uh, which I'll give it like eight seconds. All right, fuck it. We going yeah. live. All, yeah, right, so, All right, so, uh, so. Okay, the movie so. 
one, this is this is just gonna be me going wild at the beginning. It's not as good as Get Out. Period. It's just not. <laughs> yeah, I it it is not as so. My big thing is it does not have as well developed a like plot to theme to like you know it execution. Doesn't, it, doesn't, it just doesn't pull it, just, it off the same way. Yes, um, that is that is the real big gripe I have with this movie. But to and, talk about that and rolling back into yeah. the showing and not telling, and this is a big issue that's kind of modern media esque. Like it's only existed in really the last fifteen years. They beat you over the head with all of these story points that we're going to get into, and they expect you to be surprised at the end. But there's no real gravity to this information. Like it doesn't change anything. Like you don't get to the end of the movie and go oh, wow, that's fucked up, because you have probably already realized what happened an hour earlier. Um, so, what happens is, is after, you know, when they come back from the beach, they sit down at their house, and um, uh, her name in the movie is... Red. Uh, well, the the character the the oh the wife, wife you know, yeah the wife character's name is um uh shoot um let's see that is come on thought you had IMDb uh, up you big baby I did well I thought I did <laughs> that's fair um is Adelaide yeah so it's Adelaide and her counterpart is Red Red. Yeah, she comes back like the her doppelganger Red shows back up and she's a grown woman like her. With a family. And with a family. Of doppelgangers of her of family. Yes. You have to the and these are all played by the same actors. So, so literally every yeah. actor in the movie is double dutied and it is haunting so, at some points so, in the movie. So like between uh, once again, uh Nyongo is fantastic in both roles. Uh, did you read any about how she practiced Red's voice? No. So there is, uh, I was actually just reading this. So her character is the only one of the, what they call them is... The Tethered. The Tethered. Um, so she studied um, spasmodic dysphonia, um, and she sat with some people that have it. And it's a, uh, and this is going to be a very, very high-level overview because I'm not medically inclined in general. I'm just sort of giving you a regular thing. Um, oh, and she's getting a little bit of blowback from the disability organizations from it because she chose to use that as the inspiration. Um, and people are like, that's fucked up. But anyway, uh, so it's a neurological disorder that causes involuntary spasms of the larynx. So Lupita's tethered, the evil doppelganger. Speaks is, in this tone. It speaks in this weird, gasping, paused tone. And it's very out of breathy and it's very lengthy and it's very devoid of character, but she weaves a really good story with it. But you also find out very shortly in that red is the only doppelganger that can talk. The rest of them grunt and shriek and make pterodactyl and noises. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um, <clears throat> or in the case of the neighbor, he just sort of gives you the fawns <laughs> <clears throat> and and like, he moves like let's <laughs> <coughs> the whole time it's like it's like uh, so they have neighbors in the movie that uh, they're 
kind of friends with and like hang out, but the neighbors are all like are like just assholes. And like it's the uh, regular okay. like white privilege, like we have made some yeah. money, drunk family but, with really so attractive daughters. Really gets off the fucking deep end is that not only does uh, Adelaide have a doppelganger. And her family has doppelgangers. You find so out everyone, in, everyone the in the yeah. So so you find out that at least everyone in Santa Cruz has a doppelganger. Yeah, <laughs> which is um, we're gonna get into that later. But like, holy! But you know, everybody has a doppelganger. The the evil the doppelganger of their neighbor who is called Tex. Holy shit! He might as well be like if you snuck if you snipped out all the scenes in um, The Shining of just Jack Nicholson. Yeah, like, he channels Jack being, Nicholson real just hard. Just being a fucking like drunk goofball. <clears throat> just snipped all those out. That's him. Like he is, it is so freaking weird. And um, yeah, and again, everybody who has a doppelganger in these movies is played by the same actor. So it's it's all these different kind of takes on the same person and the doppelgangers are sort of simultaneous you know besides looking like them they're they have like a like a weird link and um well and they're also they're also named very interestingly deliberately like so like is gabe and his his uh his tethered is named abraham biblical abraham and you'll get yeah. why very quickly so the oldest daughter is umbre you know darkness that kind of her, thing and her normal her normal her is zora is zora and then jason their youngest son his doppelganger is pluto so there's a lot of sort of parallels that you get at it like they're supposed to have meaning in the names and Although, the, like I said, you have Josh, who's the main Josh, who's the main neighbor, and his and his doppelganger is just Tex, which well, I guess is everything you have to know. About yeah, him. it's it's fantastic. And then you've got Elizabeth <laughs> Moss, who plays his wife, uh, Kitty. Hers is Dahlia, which makes sense when you watch it. Mm-hmm. Now, the crazy thing is they have twin daughters. Uh, I guess it's Becca and Lindsay, who are played by actual twins. Uh, I guess Callie and Noelle Sheldon. Um, I don't yeah. know them from anything, but I they're literal. They're, right. Yeah, they're literal twins, but their names are Io and Nix, which I thought was a cool ass little. Like you never hear them say the names ever. Like yeah, it's just not something that happens. Except for I guess the ones of the family, the ones of the main family. Yeah, because Red introduces like, everybody. Like you never hear text, and I'm like, I saw that in the credits when we were uh, yeah. in the movie, and I was like, well, you gotta be. Like, what the hell? So the <laughs> and then their their crazy ass cartwheeling psychotic daughters are named Io and Nix, which is wild when you start really getting into why all of these things work the way they do. Like everything is named so deliberately. Mm-hmm. Um and like from where it develops is so as the family kind of kills or evades their own doppelgangers. Uh, Adelaide, it, Adelaide, Gabe, and their kids, um, uh, Jason and Zora, are you know they. It's kind of like an apocalypse, and yeah, they think they, it's just happening to them, and then they find out very quickly that yes, the rest of the world is going to shit, or at least the rest of California. Yeah, which uh, might as well be the world. Yeah, well, population density. <laughs> um, but so as the movie develops, they get they end up 
you know, spending the night at their, or spending most of the, some time at their, their friend's house after they all get killed by their doppelgangers. And then they um, murder the doppelgangers. Yeah, there's a lot of murder. Yeah, and, there, there's and, a lot of very brutal, like, oh man, I guess we have to kill my doppelganger. Yeah, it, well, it's like, they, they adapt to it pretty quickly. Like, they are, you know, after... Yeah, there's after no suspension like, of disbelief. Like, once everybody gets their first kill down, they're pretty much just ready to ball. Like, you know what? Like, everybody's got their gloves on. Like, they're ready to... They put their athletic shorts on. Like, even, it's time. Even like a bit where, there's even a bit where it's like, I've killed two of them. No, I've... It's like, no, you killed one of them. You I know, had like, to kill the other one. Yeah, like, there, yeah. there's a kill count reference that is a pretty cute joke. Um, and eventually where it takes us is we meet back up with uh adelaide and red like her doppelganger kidnaps uh jason yeah so uh, they they try to they escape the neighbor's house in an suv uh they run the daughter over she tries to stab through the thing they launch her into the woods uh she's just like shattered up against a (laughs) tree for the last that was fucking weird. <laughs> well, I, I get why they were doing it. So, like, Adelaide goes out to try to make sure that the doppelganger for her daughter is dead. Um, and it just kind of turns into, like, this weirdly maternal moment. Like, mm-hmm. Adelaide is watching her daughter's doppelganger kind of bleed out, shattered, hung upside down against a tree. And the girl is still trying to reach out and kill her, but she, she can't do anything. Like, she's broken. And Adelaide just keeps whispering, like, she keeps trying to shush her and, like, trying to calm her down. And you keep hearing, like, this weird, psychotic little giggle coming from the girl, which was very unnerving, by the way. Like, that that noise got me real weird. Because, um, like, and you look back and you're like, it just felt like she didn't want her to go alone, I guess. Like, I don't know, it was a very weird moment. They could have literally just drove off. But it gave you a little more character about, like... Sure, Adelaide is totally fine murdering these people, but she's not necessarily okay with it. Well, and like, and you know, where it where the movie reaches its end is she chases, she chases this her doppelganger back into where they first met this hall of mirrors, which turns out is a government facility under which which has a underground which has an underground escalator. It goes down, and there's this underground. This is said in the movie. I'm not like I'm not like trying to like come up with a solution. Myself. This is this is this one is, of those don't is, at me moments. Like this is yeah, verbatim this is in the a, movie. This is verbatim in the movie. This was a government facility where they made clones of people to try to mind control. This is said by Red, the doppelganger to Adelaide, just out loud in exposition, and. You know, all these people, all these doppelgangers, they are clones of the people above who were created to mind control their other people and have just been left here to eat rabbits and, I don't know, fuck around. Um, like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, there's, um, it's just it's very like, bizarre. Well, it's like, so... Part of my get out worked really well is having this, you know, kind of ludicrous plot when you think about it married with, okay, but this is the, this is the allegory they're doing here. This is the actual, you know, thing that they are tackling. This is the, you know, this is the, hey, this is what, you know, racism in America is like. And there are, there are things with it that are not just, you know, that are, you know, even like the, the liberal people who seem cool, but don't really, you know, but aren't really helpful or doing this movie is like, and again, 
you know, you again, don't add me, but uh, you know, it doesn't have as cut and dry a metaphor. And you know, that was part of why Get Out I think was really effective was it it made it about its metaphor. It made the allegory the main the main point of the movie and it did so really really well. It like that is but this movie you know it it waxes and wanes itself a lot it's not focused enough and it doesn't know entirely what it wants to do with its metaphor and you know and you know if the so the reading that i take from the movie is you know us it means you know who is us what are we you know and it's also u.s like united states and there's a lot of blatantly i would say references to you know like this is america this is what you know you know this is what we have this is what we have as people so which is real funny given the opening of the movie so the opening of the movie is in 1986 during hands across america which becomes kind of this weird overarching theme of like everybody in the underworld was like okay this is how things should have been and they fucked it up so we're gonna go upstairs and kill everybody and then do hands across america and do hands across America after killing their copies. And if the implication is that, okay, this is a, you know, this is a, the oppressed, the, like, these, like, these people who have been, you know, kept in the, the proletariat yeah, rising yeah, up against the across America in a stand against the normal people who, again, it, it's like... They're all yeah, murdered at this point, for the most part. Yeah, like... It's just like, very I, loose and I undriven. Get the idea, I get the idea. I really do, especially after reading some interviews about it. But it's like, I just have so many questions with how the tethered are made and what and you know what they've been doing down here. And yeah, how do you oops accidentally all clones and then forget about it? And forget about them. Like have, you don't like, just leave. Do they just they just live off of rabbits. Okay. Oh like, god, the rabbits. Like, like, oh my god, like, this movie had me by the fucking balls up until this point. Like, the up third until... act, like, the go-home was well, just, like... Yeah. It's, like, and again, I like the, I like the idea. I really do. I like doppelganger stuff, because it's very fascinating. It's well, just it's like, also primally terrifying. It really is. Like, and, like, I love the scenes of just, like, of, like, again, little girl uh, Adelaide looking at uh, red, uh, doppelganger red, and like just them looking at each other is fucking terrifying. Yeah, it it, um, it it definitely evokes that weird lizard brain fear of like this definitely should not happen. This should die. Yeah, this thing <laughs> should die because it looks like me, which is really weird when you think about it. Because, but people yeah. like when people are like, oh, it's so cute, it should die. People don't realize, but like that kind of aggressive fear versus seeing something just too perfect to exist. Like, those exist well, in the same yeah, part of the brain, which is it's, crazy. It's, you know, it's the uncanny valley. Something yeah. that's close enough to you, but just different enough that it, it's not you. And it's, you know, and even that, like, that is such a primal, perfect fear. And I love I love stuff that tackles that. Um, which but, the movie like, did up until it sort of crawled up its own ass and died. <laughs> I think that's being a little harsh. But, I, I so well, and and so after the movie, I was fucking. I could not stop. Like I was fucking like just because they give you my, so my, much my, in the last fifteen minutes of the movie that has no bearing on anything whatsoever. They're well, just giving you exposition 
to be like, hey, by the way, here's another plot hole that we'll never answer. And you're like, why would you do this to me? Well, and like, you know, if the idea of, okay, like, again, the metaphor of, you know, the us, the other, you know, the people in our society that are not, you know, being, that are, you know, have less than us. Because that is the implication, and that is is as to be peels i like you know this is his like yeah like we are perfectly capable of being the monsters ourselves like we get it like yeah. i i get the yeah, overarching and I, theme. and i i get i get that theme and it's and it's good it's just like it, it you can't always mix you know the supernatural to the to the you know to the real life theme or real life idea perfectly and you know it's like, if this, this movie had it. been set 20 years in the future and had a little more of a sci-fi as opposed to, like, a modern hinge to it, it probably yeah, would have been a better had, movie. Well, if they had developed if they had developed the mythology more or had, like... Not mentioned just, as much of the mythology. Or, uh, that was the thing. is like, if it had explained less, I would have been more satisfied. With yeah, because they give you all of these, like, hooks that just don't go anywhere. Well, it's like, again, once they go underground, that's where the movie... Just like, falls is, apart. Well, that falls apart because it does. I still think the movie is good, and I still think the like it is a great time. It is a good ride. It's yeah. just like I think thematically, and I think that you know, it just it's not as good as it could be, and not as good as it thinks it is, and not yeah. as strong of an ending as it could have been. And that's like, yeah, because the movie nothing, really does go that, out on a whimper. There like, is nothing that eats at me more than when something is so close to excellent. You know, and misses. You yeah, because um, so I guess we should go ahead and hit this because this is going to be a, a big chunk. So the twist at the end that they have spent yeah. the entire movie beating you on the dick with is well, and I, I like the twist actually. I think yeah, I like the twist was fine, but less is more. Like they have been punching you in the face with all kinds of foreshadowing for the first hour and a half of the movie. So you find out that as a child. Adelaide and Red swap places. Red, the crazy, weird psychopath in the dance, like, she went, she, they met in the Hall of Mirrors, she choked her doppelganger out, or her doppelganger choked her out and left her chained up in the basement. Yeah, so, with all the other doppel, crazy doppelgangers. Yeah, people. so Red was Adelaide the whole time. And you get that, and they, yeah. God, they, so... In the trailer, and this is the thing that I really hated about, and I have revealed this before the movie, and I said, I hope this isn't it. So when they're doing the song in the trailer, and Lupita is like, come on, you got to keep time. And the song is in halftime, and she's going in quarter. Like, it's just too slow. And I'm like, I hope that's an, a sound engineering problem, because that's too deliberate to not be important. And then, like, there's little things in the trailer that you can pick out. Like, there's a pair of shears by the door if you watch the scene where he goes out to confront the doppelgangers like like all of the little stuff they just hit you with over and over like every time she goes to kill a doppelganger she starts kind of barking like them mm-hmm. like she gets really primal and into it and she kind of forgets how to talk as the movie goes on and i guess it's sort of that weird realization and regression i get what the point was but like the surprise did not come as a surprise to me by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, and like that's kind of what I thought. It's like I, you know, I deliberately didn't want to think too much about the movie before seeing it. I didn't want to like come up with Yeah, notes. most I think most people are going to be pleasantly like, "Oh, that was cute," but it comes too late I, I, in the movie well, and it doesn't mean anything at the end. 
I, you know, I think it does. I do think it helps with the theme because it kind of establishes that, okay, we've been following an unreliable narrator, or we've been following... But the, the even person. if you follow the unreliable narrator, it doesn't change anything in the story whatsoever. Other than, oh yeah, by the way, I was swapped. Like, this is nature versus nurture. She's still well, the same the, person. Well, then the idea is that she's, you know she already knows everything about the underground or at least she knows what's going on down there or she knows that well you know, at the very end she re that, she unrepressed these memories and she realized what she was and she goes well I, eh. I don't know if it's that she i don't know if it's that she realized what she was and unrepressed or she knew the entire time and we as you know we didn't see you know we don't see anything she doesn't really give you any visual or body language clues that she has any idea before the incident you know. Yeah, and I mean the, the the Michael Jackson leather glove was cute. I thought that was a fun. Oh yeah, toke. they're all wearing they're all wearing red getups. They're all wearing red getups with brown one-off leather gloves, and it is fantastic. Take your, yeah, take your you know Michael Jackson jokes. Take your symbolic like. If there had been a thriller scene at any point in the movie, it would have it would have <laughs> jumped this movie up in my heart massively. Like, if they had done a thriller dance, like, just the shuffle, just the, like... Yeah, if they had just even alluded to it, it would have been amazing. You know, screw the Hands Across America, make them all do through. Yeah. <laughs> and I get why it was Hands Across America, because that was supposed oh, to be, yeah. like, the bastion of humanity in the 80s. And then yes. we found out that people are just shitty anyway. But, surprise, yeah. we knew that all along. Spoiler. Which is the um, part of this movie that gets me. <laughs> like, I hate that thing. They're like, hey, we want to be better people, but we're not. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. It just doesn't get all the way there on what it wants to do with its theme. And, what, what, and you know, again, blasting a movie for being something other than what I wanted it to be is a shitty reason to blast something. Because, again, if it had explained less, like, again, or if it had just... There were know, just certain made points. It more, made, just made it more, like, less sci-fi and more supernatural. Yeah, I think you know, I think explanation. whereas Get was... Out took that edge really well, like you had that supernatural hinge kind of hanging over you like and the you guillotine the entire time. Yeah. And you never knew how much of it was you know, real or you were just making up. Yeah, quote unquote uh, again, quote unquote real versus quote unquote supernatural, but you know, like that's you know, great movies can walk that line really well. Again, yeah, us does not earlier. do that well. Well, in, or and, it, it does and it doesn't because again I didn't know for most of the movie if they were going to have a supernatural explanation and they and they they have a really far out there science fiction <laughs> reason so like it. in retrospect yeah it, it's very hard to digest because they spent a whole movie trying to softball you something that they don't and even they explain don't, well themselves you know it just feels half baked or not even half baked but like they could have it just leaves me with too many questions it leaves me with distracting questions it seems like a very rushed go home like even the last couple of scenes are shot very well and the sound in the last couple of scenes and like uh adelaide reverting into like her more primal very murdery self with red uh like it feels good it's a good climax but there's all this stuff floating over it that sort of overshadows it now because so they Again, feed like, you these lines of I nonsense. Was, well, it's it, I was on my seat. I was on the tip of my seat this whole movie. I was 
I was like, I was like wide-eyed watching, like, like, where is this going? Where is this fucking going? And I'm just like, this is amazing. And then it, it you know, it's it gets there, downhill. and you go, eh. it's all downhill after it goes underground. And like, again, like, there's a lot of great. It's this is a really good movie that I highly recommend you go see. It's just just like, don't fucking think about it. I'm, just don't think about it. Just like you know. MS3, MST3K, you know, this is just a movie. I should really relax. And it's a fantastic movie. Like, I don't it's, regret yeah. going to see it at all. I, I it's do, just yeah. the more we sit and digest it, you're like, as a as a enthusiast of horror movies and as being like, I like I mean, to think and, at know, least pretty well-rounded and being able to watch these things, like, it just has too many holes. Just, just from, like, an analysis, I just feel like it's like... It just kind of gets just... it lost in its own premise, really. And like you know, when, and I, I've read this somewhere, and I'm gonna forget who who said it. But you know, genre fiction is always of the time. You know, it there's always some kind, and this is very much of the time right now. This yeah. is a this is directly reacting to how we, you know, you, as how us is advantage, advancing. Yeah, it, it's a social and, commentary, and all and, like you can't you know, watch it, those things and be like, oh, this is just how things were. Like it's very indicative of what's going on at release and and get out to that so well it was such a perfect like hey this is us right now this is what's going on you have to you know and it forces you to react to it and us and get out came at such a perfect time for that because it made everybody stop and think you know wow there really is still you know the, you know racism didn't die there's still very, very there's some crazy shit effects. going on in the south crazy. who knew well not even that but like yeah you know, there's there's more subtle things that we have to think about. And and Us doesn't really... So, I don't know if Us is intended to be kind of as high-thinking a movie as Get Out was. Because Get Out brings up a lot to the table. And it sets you down, and it puts your placemat down, and it serves you. And at the end, you go, man, that was a lot. Us doesn't mm-hmm. really ever get to that point. Like, it just sort of middles you around the cheese sticks that you get at the beginning of the meal. And they're great cheese sticks, but there's no second course. Like, there's no... The go-home is just kind of in itself. Um, And I think... I don't want to say it's a sophomore slump. On its own, it is a very good movie. Oh, and like and you like, know, you I have actually to... saw there was on Rotten Tomatoes right now. It's like us is in a sophomore slump. This is you know another you know amazing movie from, I... and like I, I do and I don't dis I do and don't agree with that because on the one hand I just don't think this is as well crafted as Get Out's. You well, know, comparing it to other is, it... fodder in our time, it is a fine movie. It's a great movie. It is a one hundred percent great movie, and everybody in it. With the exception of the screenwriter, <laughs> the screenwriting deserves a lot of praise. Yeah, like, like this. This honestly should win fantastic. a ton of awards because, as a movie goer, just me going in to watch a movie, it was a fantastic ride. The acting was amazing, and the visuals were good. The audio was good. Everything was clean. You didn't really notice any goofs in the movie. You know, I'm sure there are some. Million dollar movie. Yeah, this like they made it a, with a tiny a... ass budget. This is a this is not like a big budget movie. This and I and A twenty four does that specifically because this is A twenty four. It's it? Bloomhouse. Oh, it's Bloomhouse. Yeah. So Bloomhouse and A twenty four have this issue where they underfund directors, but they give them complete creative control, which for Jordan Peele is a a very specific benefit. 
because no, they don't come in, they don't tell him what to do, they don't tell him what to cut. He's just kind of left alone to make his own movie. It, it worked. <laughs> well, so like, here, here's my, my, here's my up and yeah. down about it. So like, Hitchcock wrote a bad movie. Like, I get it. Everybody is going to have a movie that does not compare to their body of work. Like, look at Kubrick, look at Scorsese. Like, there are always George weaker, Lucas. yeah, well, I mean, George Lucas has written a lot of weak fucking movies, but that's beside the point. But, like, if you go back and look at Jordan Peele's body of work after he gets seven or eight of these down, and Us is still his weakest link, I'm fine with it. Because on its own, it's still a fine movie. But it's yeah. definitely weaker than what he is capable of doing. Yeah, it's like, give it one, one more script pass. Give it one more, like, you know, Well, and I guess think over and, like, try to better connect the connect what is going on with the science fiction element well and i think this is something that we talked about like so modern media has this issue um there's an old saying in 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 quote-unquote show business that's uh you show you don't tell like people want to see it's like the whole prestige issue you want to see the turn you want to see the magic trick you want to see like why this has this mystique and modern media movies and tv shows have this issue with they have to explain fucking everything. And it just, you lose that little bit of magic sometimes. And I think that's sort of what happened at the end of Us, is it was a bullet train ready to blow up at the end. And then it kind of just goes out on a nonchalant whimper. Like, they give you so much it, that over-encompasses you know, it's itself. Like, it's, it, it's just picture me in, like, that episode of American Dad where, Ro- where Roger throws off something ridiculous, and then Stan just looks at him and is like, that's an unsatisfying answer. Like, that was me, yeah. that was me at the end of this fucking movie. Like, like that's that's an unsatisfying answer to this, like, you know, amazing, uh, this amazing conflict slash, like, this amazing idea you have come up with. Like, it's kind of like when you go to like the New Year's display in your town, and like you spend an hour watching all of these fireworks go off, and then somebody fucks up the go home, and it's like three little peter outs, and you're like, oh man, that was bad. That's kind of the feeling I got walking out of it. Because like 90% of the movie is amazing. It is a fantastic like, movie. Yeah, it, it is great. It's just, it is... The go home is so just... The go-home is so nonsensical in itself that, like, you just get... It drags the rest of the movie out. Well, it's like a Shyamalan twist. Like, yeah. People, you, you know, like, people used to joke about some of that stuff. Well, like, legitimately, though, if you look back at, like, Unbreakable or The Sixth Sense or something, or Signs even, like, those twists were really solid. They were good writing for the most part. And they handled themselves in their own fiction well. And I think that's the thing that Us doesn't do, is it doesn't handle its own mythos in a way that is believable. Up and, Well, yeah. I mean, up until they explain it to you, and then you go, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah. It's... So, since we're, I think we're kind of getting towards, you know... And again, you know, don't at me. I like this movie a lot. I sort of wish that they had done more to make the... To make these to work on the tethered's explanation or do less and leave the magic like make me still confused about them the movie doesn't have to have an explanation you know if you if they just had if they just took out the exposition at the end like just excise it entirely maybe have one or two 
lines left. Well, of give like, give you know, give the doppelganger, give Red like a soliloquy or something to like give you that that blood thirst and that gravity at the end because that's what it was and it was great. But like once you get over that, you go back and your mind starts digesting and you go, oh, none of that made any fucking sense. It's, you know, it's it's slightly disappointing in that respect, but I did really like this movie. I don't think, it, it, it has performances that I don't think you should miss that no. should be lauded. No, go see it. There's no reason to not see it. Like, like, we don't, I don't know when this is going to go live, because it may be out of theaters at this point, but if you haven't seen it in theaters, grab it on demand. Give these people your money. It's worth a watch. Yeah, Just give Jordan don't, Peele your money. Yeah. Let him make more movies like, and hopefully improve. <laughs> just a little, just, you know, and I say that, and I say that, like, you know, I really hope the next feature film we get out of him is, it, you know, if it is as good as this movie, I will still be satisfied. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's just very happy. Um, what, what did Gucci Mane say? Like, just don't get lost in the sauce. Like, that's kind of what it does. It, <laughs> it puddles itself around in a very satisfying way, and then it just doesn't do anything at the end. And it was just kind of like, you get the twist. Red is Adelaide, and she smiles at her son, who kind of gets what's going on now. But it doesn't mean anything. Like, there's, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, it has no effect on the story going forward, and looking back, it had no effect on the story coming up to it. It's just sort of, surprise! Yeah. So, go see it, regardless. Like, go see it. Go, yeah. like, it is, it is worth... It is worth paying your money too. Yeah, it is absolutely you know, is. Just don't buy just don't money. buy the popcorn. Sneak in some chicken nuggets or something. Like, do what you gotta do. <laughs> like, I, I get uh, you, fam. Like, take in some Twizzlers, get some chicken nuggets, hit the dollar store first. But do that for every movie, essentially. I am not going to comment on any of that. <laughs> I ain't giving I ain't giving Regal any more my goddamn money except for the tickets. I know you. No, you should. You should give Regal all your money. Only if I get half price on this fucking Cheeto popcorn. That shit's good. <laughs> I'll get you some next time. Right. <laughs> anyway. So that um, was us. Um, at, that was us at, at the end of the us. day, and we are us. Yeah. We are Bardic Community College. Uh, also, just as a secondary commentary, uh, you can at me. I'll fight you. Like, I'm fine. No, like, no please at me. I, I'm, I need the views. <laughs> yeah, like, you, if you want to get on Twitter and you want to have a throwdown, you can at me. Like, yeah, well, that's fine. Like, um, we'll, we'll talk. I, I, I want to talk the discourse. And, yeah, this... You know, uh, great movie. Check it out. George Stoppelganger would totally not kill him, but mine would totally kill me. Yeah, that's the that's the there. that's my favorite part is because everybody's gonna be like, I wonder if my doppelganger would kill me, and be like, no, because both of us could work half as hard at accomplishing whatever we wanted, and neither one of us would have to die. Mm-hmm. Like, if my doppelganger wasn't a path of least resistance kind of guy, I would be fucking disappointed. <laughs> Like, he would try, give up, and go out for I don't even think he'd try. He'd just be like, we already know neither one of us wants to do this. <laughs> I think he would try just to say he did. Like, just, like, yeah, just, so, like, just the gold star at the end. Like, listen, I gave it the A for effort. Are we done? <laughs> yeah, I think he would at least, I think he would, uh, but that, yeah. Get, into, totally a, get into a fucking slap box or something. I was gonna say like he might like throw a dart at you and then be like, oh, I forgot to put poison in that. Oh well. Oh no, sorry, bro. <laughs> <I tried. laughs> Let's go what take a think? nap and have some chicken Let's go nuggets. Play Apex Legends. Yeah. So uh, that's it. Go see it. End of the day, it's a great movie. Um, don't worry about what your doppelganger will do because apparently the government forgot to. Yeah. Right. 
So uh, good night, dream well, and uh, don't let your doppelganger try to chew your toes off. Yeah.